Understanding must arise during these times of unparalleled deceit. A view into the depths of society upon which this country has fallen. A storm brews upon the horizon. It's been said that those that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear will play a paramount role in the furthering of humanity and civilized society. But can civilized society and humanity survive the coming conflicts not seen since a dawn of time in ages bypassed? But you can find true forms of information and knowledge in abundance at revolution.radio freedomsluts.com the number one listener-supported radio station on the globe. Stand upon the right side of history. Right side of history. General Holder, you've got to get us out of here now! I won't let you down. I won't let you down, son. Revolution. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. All right, welcome. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Free Association, the Wednesday Wednesday evening show for me, Wednesday afternoon show for most of the states. Uh, it's going to be a ramble today. I don't have anything prepared, so I'm just going to talk until I run out of things to say and then play a couple of hopefully relevant videos based on whatever it was I was talking about, uh, which at the moment looks like it might be in Munich and Reiki. Uh, I haven't, haven't done the, the Reiki conversation for a while. In Munich is interesting. That's a, that's a, something I've been doing for years at work. Uh, when I was working in a call centre, so, believe it or not, this is a, a healing system. Well, Immunix is a healing system, which is, uh, it involves taking things out of, of whatever energy body you happen to be connected with and then putting in functional, better versions 
of whatever it was you took out. So it's it's an upgrade system, really. So it's a uh, it's kind of self hypnosis, or uh, it is it's kind of yeah, it is it is really self hypnosis and installing qualities. So taking out dysfunctional bits of your personality or dysfunctional behaviors and then installing new new behaviors and new belief systems and new new kind of ways of doing things. So before we get started, let me know if you can hear me okay. I'm assuming that you can in the chat room, uh, but uh, a sound check's always a good idea. I've, I've rearranged my living room, so I'm on a slightly different mic setup, but it looks okay from this end. All right, and uh, I'll just let you know that Revolution Radio is is listener-supported, entirely listener-supported. We rely on donations, so if you can help out, then uh, pop along to revolution.radio, and there are many, many ways you can contribute with cash or with a cheque or a money order or a bank transfer or with Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in general, you'll find a way to do something that you that you can do anyway. So, And if you can't do anything financially, just come down and support us in the chat room. Because it's all, it's all support, various kinds, and it's a, it's a good little, little operation. So it's not so, not so little. It's 80... About 80 hosts, two studios running more or less 24 hours a day each, plus some experimental stuff on the Hawk's Nest as well, which is kind of a low-key low place to do experiments. So that's, that's where the show starts. So we'll start with the Munichs. So... Munich was uh, put together by a team of people in, I think, the the 90s. Uh, A guy called Bayard Barnes. And there's plenty of video on YouTube, so I will play some Bayard Barnes talking about in Munich. While I'm I'm doing the show, because I'm going to need a bathroom break at some point. Awesome. Thanks for the sound check, Mist. Appreciate that. So the way the way that Immunix works is it's based on the metaphor of your immune system. Uh, I'm not completely convinced that I've got an immune system, but for for the moment, let's assume that I have, and let's assume that viruses exist. Uh, the concept of viruses exists, and the concept of an immune system exists. And if you if you're living in in a, a world of duality or dualism, then both of those things are to fight off an enemy or what's perceived as an enemy. So, in a monist worldview, there isn't really an enemy. It's just a big system that uh, adapts and moves and shifts 
and does what it needs to do to survive really so every every bit of the system is doing what it needs to do to survive and thrive and uh, sometimes that looks like bits of the system are enemies to each other but they're probably not really there's probably a way of describing the whole system that includes both of the opposite ends of the scale that uh, that integrates both into the system as as not exactly complementary, but obviously there's friction, there's there's clashes going on, but it's not necessarily an an, an enemy relationship. It might be more of a of a challenging growth period relationship. <laughs> However, you want to describe it, it's a uh, there's more than one way to describe an opposition. So an opposition is just 180 degrees. That's all it, that's all it is in terms of a circle. In terms of, in astrological terms, an opposition is 180 degrees across a circle. And that's really what, uh, what dualism and and duality is about it's just looking at it from the point of view where you're looking at it across at 180 degrees but there are many many other angles to look at the world from so it's only an opposition from one particular angle there you go you see and uh, angle and angel uh, may well be related if we I am rambling tonight. I've just gone straight from opposition to angels. There you go. Uh, right, so the angle, you've got uh, the, the, the four cardinal points, basically, the uh, summer and winter solstice and the spring and autumn equinox, the four cardinal points of the the calendar for major archangels so you can match all of these things up earth water air fire maps onto onto the four there's there's lots of different ways to map it but four is one of the ways that it has been mapped in the past and that's as good a way to do it as any so that's the way I'm going to stick with for the time being. So, yeah. Um, so I used to, I, when I was, when I was working in the, in the, in that particular way, I used to work with, uh, Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. Uh, there's another one. I can't remember. Uh, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. I can't remember. I can't remember four, number four, but uh, you can map them onto onto the four cardinal points of the of the calendar and and the the movement of the sun and all of that. So angels and angles. Interesting. It kind of makes sense when you think about it. Um. Yeah. So bringing in energy from a particular point of view 
looking at the world from a particular point of view. And then, of course, the personality of the of the archangels gets built in on top. Over over a long, long period of time, you've got Michael with the sword for karma and all of, all of those kind of symbolic things that that are useful when you're cutting cutting karmic ties and working in that kind of way, which I used to do quite a lot. Uh, 25 years ago and I periodically go back and do some cutting of ties but at the moment I'm I'm on Immunix so I'm going to talk about Immunix for the moment uh, because that seems to be the thing that's working for me I was I'm obviously I'm I'm working on sorting my bladder out and sorting out nausea, vomiting, and uh, uh, my, back, my back's been a bit dodgy today as well. But that, so there's that. So there's a and and plus insomnia because I'm not sleeping at all. I haven't I haven't slept in 24 hours. So you can guarantee at the end of this show, I shall be sleeping all the way through the night and hopefully the insomnia will have gone by tomorrow morning because I'll get a good night's sleep. But I haven't I haven't had any sleep for twenty four hours. And I've been uh messing about with what watching WordPress videos looking at uh WordPress, putting putting plugins together with WordPress. I'm not really a developer, but I do put plugins together sometimes in sites. Usually, I don't. Usually, I run out of money, and then the site kind of dies. But uh, it's easy enough to reconstruct them if they're if they're made out of plugins. So you've just got to you've just got to remember the plugins that were most efficient and worked most effectively and then you can reconstruct the site fairly quickly it takes me about a day to reconstruct the site the way I want it so that's what I was doing overnight last night is is putting playing with the website and watching videos mostly watching videos but uh, it seems to be the way at the moment WordPress 6.5 is coming out in the end of March 2024. So I've got, I'm back to being interested again. I'm back to being kind of creative in my own little way without actually writing code, but uh, just kind of plugging, plugging plugins into each other to make something work <coughs> which I'm I'm reasonably good at and articulate at so Immunix is part of that because it's an Immunix site that I'm messing about with and uh, I was looking for a way to, to keep records because there's a lot of complicated moving parts with Immunix so I need something <coughs> Oops, excuse me. 
I need need something that's just going to help with record keeping and uh, and just uh, when I get going with it, it's the middle of the night usually, and I, I I haven't got the energy to write anything down, so I'm I'm doing it as just a a blog post ultimately and keeping a record that way. So with the Munich, there's, there's a, a lot of, as I said, there's a lot of moving parts, but the basic principle is to look for something that isn't quite working. So it's called, it would be called, called a pathology in a Munich. So you can, you can look for viruses, you can look for bacteria, mold, uh, any kind of, uh, back pain. I, I was taking out nausea. So I was taking out my nausea and installing joy, I think last night, happiness. So that's the principle I'm working on. And I came to the conclusion that the, the nausea and the bladder issue are both coming from anxiety. So the way to sort out the anxiety is to calm my nervous system down, which means stay away from the doom and gloom and just do, do, I'm, I'm going to do the cultural things and just talk nonsense and talk about entertainment and, and music and movies, those sorts of things just to, to keep my flow going, but just I'm trying to stay away from vaccines and and obviously not viruses because the the example I'm using is is a virus. But uh, so with the Munichs, you would look look for a virus and then remove the virus and then add in a, a function. So some kind of function like happiness or a new behavior like laughing or staying away from certain websites and certain video places like BitChute. So I'm limiting my access to BitChute and Rumble because it's it's literally the end the end of the world on every video on Vitute and I'm I, I can't do it I can't do it it's making me sick to watch all those videos so I'm so I'm not doing it so I might play the odd thing here and there or follow up on a news item or whatever but I'm not I'm not going looking for anything on Vitute now so you're going to have to put up with me rambling for at least half an hour out of out of an hour. Right, what I need to do, I think, is have a look on YouTube for some videos about Immunix and let let the guy who came up with it explain it because he'll do a better job than I can. Uh, and these are short, short ten minute videos. There's, there's a long one, there's a four hour video, but uh, the ones that I'm going to play are, 
and the 10 minute version so they, they won't be in the right order it won't be it won't be sequential but it will kind of make sense if you listen to them all and just have a think about what he says and roughly the order and we, so it's called Cure Drive the channel I like the way that they all, that they define cure. So with with the Munich, a cure is anything that makes you feel good. So the idea is to is to ask questions and get answers intuitively. I tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to play. I'm just going to play the long video from the beginning. I think. And see how far we get. Uh, we'll probably get half an hour in the first hour, and I'll I'll do the same thing in the second hour. We'll see how far we get with this. Anyway, I shall be interrupting and annotating and and giving giving my stories as we go along. But this is Bayard Barnes, who will explain in Munich. Uh, it's a bit of a cult, so... Oops. So, oops. I'll tell you what, let me share my screen and then it will happen properly. So if I set this up in advance, it will be much more... It would come across as more professional, but then it wouldn't be me. So let's just do it this way and uh, all for the best. So so this is the story of how Immunix came to be and some examples of what you can do with it. And uh, he makes lots of claims in this video. And uh, I can't, I can't vouch for everything that he says, but I have used it in a telesales environment to remove blocks, to making appointments for te for for kitchen uh, kitchen appointments, which is what I used to do: kitchens, windows, bathrooms. Uh, if you if you're having a bad day. And there's something psychological going on that's stopping you from making appointments. Immunix is one of the things that you can do in a call center to help things along, to remove the block to whatever's stopping the appointments from coming. So, or in an ideal world, the sales. So, the sales are more important than the, than the appointment, but you need a certain number of appointments to get the sale at the end of it. So, it has to be, we used to work on one in three would would pitch, and then one in three of the pitches would sell. And that's that's how the numbers used to work. So you need, what, ten appointments a week to get two or three decent pitches, and then one of those will sell, and then you make some commission. So that's how, that's how I used to use it. Uh, 
So take everything he says with a pinch of salt, but try it and see what you think. And if it works for you, use it. And if it doesn't, then let it be and let go of it and move on to something else. But I quite like it. It's a bit culty. It's a bit it's a bit of a, a dog's breakfast of all sorts of things. But I like unusual stuff. I like to mess about with with techniques that are that are weird. Simply because if they're weird and they work, then I'm, I know for I know that I'm the only person that's using Immunix in a call center to produce appointments and sales. I know that I know that's uh, at least in in Britain. I think I'm probably the only person because it's it's designed as a healing system, but it works in other ways as well. Here we go. This is Beard Barnes, anyway. Or it will be shortly. Oh, here we go. YouTube's not working properly now. Right, let me reload the page. Try again. Well, you can always call me. And I'm shopping in BJ's Price Club. There we go. We'll get there in the end. We'll get there. Oh. I, uh, well, first I told him to ask a question, you know, and the question was, uh, can I kill HIV? And he got a signal on that. The, my signal is like a little finger switch like this. You, you don't have to try to do this right now. So he got a signal. So, okay, I, I'm now killing all HIV in all my bodies. And he did that, and he got a signal. <laughs> Took him a minute. <laughs> so then I immediately said, okay, now we're going to test each body. Do I have any HIV in my celestial body? So he goes and he, you know, asked that question, and he got a signal. He had HIV in his celestial body. This is one moment after he had just tested that he had removed all the HIV from all his body. So <laughs> he didn't understand that, but he goes, okay. So I said, now, I am now killing all HIV in my celestial body. And so, you know, Chuck did that. And, uh, you know, then we went to the next body and, you know, similar things. And after two or three bodies, all of a sudden Chuck says, I'm feeling, I'm feeling sick. He said, I'm, I'm getting very dizzy. And so we did another body or so, and then he goes, well, I can't walk. 
He said, I'm going to fall over. And we're on this concrete floor, right? So I said, oh, brother, you know. So I got him, you know, out of the main aisle, and I took him over to, you know, some Saxus merchandise, and he sat down on him. And I said, all right, let's keep going. And he, so I think he might have wanted to stop because maybe he was afraid he was getting worse. I don't quite remember. But anyway, he didn't stop, and we just kept going. He took it out of the next body and so on. And in the middle of this, he goes, I think I'm going to throw up. And I was thinking, well, I'm glad he's here instead of my house. You know? <laughs> they, they have these guys at BJ's that come around with a mop, you know. So I was, <laughs> that was good. But anyway, he didn't throw up. And we kept going. And, uh, you know, it took him a while. Each one took him a while. But around 15 minutes later... He was okay. He wasn't dizzy anymore. And we got up, finished shopping, and went back to my place. And over the weekend, um, Chuck learned a lot, which you may in this movie. <laughs> so now I am a walking advertisement for Cure. You see this? See that? Let me let me. Let me take it off here. I'll just put it right there. See? You see? People start conversations with me about this. Interested? Want to learn? Follow the directions. You're gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to look for a signal coming through one of your hands. Okay? Now, this is... My, my signal looks like this, okay? It is an involuntary finger movement, and you're going to ask a question, and the question I want you to ask is, can I cure things? So ask, can I cure things, and see if you get a signal. Anything? Can I cure things is the question. Okay. Now, if you've ever learned, like, muscle testing or something, don't do that. <laughs> if you, you know, there are people who get signals all kinds of ways. You know, they use pendulums and stuff. Don't do that. Do this, okay? <laughs> so that's about how long it takes. Uh, do you feel any different? Now, if you feel different right now, it means that you have a good God connection. And it also means that you're on the road right now, in the, in the first moments of this movie, to curing your cancer or your herpes or your fibromyalgia or accepting your transplanted liver or heart or whatever you came in here to do, whatever the perp your purpose is in watching this movie. So, congratulations. <laughs> Didn't take long, did it? <laughs> well, you know, I talk to a lot of people. And so I, you know, what I notice, see, see okay, um, you know, I was given this enormous gift. I cured my herpes. 
And so I decided pay it forward. I'll, I'll put up, I put up a notice on the web, you know, like I, I put my phone number on the web, okay, <laughs> so that people can call me and get my help curing their herpes. And lots of people call me. You know, I, I talk to maybe a couple people every day sometimes <laughs> for periods. And most of them start getting signals within the first few minutes. So I'm going to assume that you're getting signals. And I'm going to just go on to show you how to cure things. I'm sure that's okay with you, right? <laughs> so, uh, and also... You know, sometimes not everybody gets a signal immediately. That happens. Like, you know, we'll put, like, we'll have a dozen people for a class, and, you know, they'll, you know, everybody gets signals, but this one guy will spend, like, two hours and still not get a signal, and not for lack of trying. You know, the guy is sincerely, you know, you know, doing whatever he thinks he can do, and everybody's trying to coach him and, you know, get him to <laughs> get one. And he'll finally get a signal, you know, after a couple of hours. But some people take longer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to assume that if you're not getting signals yet, you're like this guy, and you're just going to test everything. Every time I give you something to test, you're going to look for a signal. And, you know, this is what, again, what my signal looks like. It's an involuntary finger movement. So, I'm, first of all, I'm just going to do the thing I did before again. Can I cure things? Ask, can I cure things? And see if you can get that, any signal. Yours might not look, you know, hey, look for anything involuntary. Your toe twitches, your... <laughs> your, uh, your face gets hot. People tell me stuff like this. Their throat constricts or whatever. <laughs> I think I'd rather get a little finger twitch. But, you know, it'll, it'll evolve. So just take whatever it is right now, okay? All right. Um, now, uh, t test this question. Just, you know, keep trying whether you're getting them or not. Test Look for a signal with everything I tell you um, to do. Can I kill a virus? Did you get a signal? Okay, how about, uh, can I cure cancer? Did you get a signal on that? Now, by the way, you don't have to be here for cancer to get a signal on that. <laughs> okay? Anybody can test that and get a signal on it. Now, um, am I able to cure things in other people? Did you get a signal on that? This began on a hillside in Jamaica. I was in Port Antonio giving a, one of my seminars, one of my courses. And it was the afternoon break, I was out running, and this doctor who was in my seminar came running towards me, and as he passed me, I suddenly had the thought, hmm, you know, maybe I would learn something if I talked to him. You know, I might be able to find out what was, what's been going on in the course, because I wasn't there that morning. I had other people teach them. And also, 
I was thinking, you know, that he was doing this advanced training that some of the other doctors in my seminars were doing. So I turned around, and I yelled, hey, Peter. <laughs> I said, well, I'll run with you, you know, and, and he turned around. And he said, well, hey, I'll run with you, you know, because I wanted to do some more running. So he ran out of the resort with me and up the mountain, and we stood in the cow pasture, and he started doing this, what he was learning was called applied kinesiology. And um, it made me feel good, and that, that got me, it got me hooked, you know. So I started meeting with him on the breaks and before class, and a few days later, he tested something on me that neither of us could have known. Something came through that there was no way either of us could have had any memory of. And he cured something by testing it on me. Something left him. Things were disappearing in me while I was doing this stuff with him. And that impressed me. And that was the beginning. You know, the other day I was talking to this girl called, it, you know, get some help here in her. And uh, she was so she was so tentative about her signals. You know, I, she was going, oh, I said, like, uh, you know, well, did you get a signal? And she goes, well, I'm not sure. Well, I think I might have. You know, I'm not really sure. It was, it was this little thing. No, I don't know. You know she was, every time I, she tested something, it was like that. So, well, then we started talking. And in the middle of talking, I said something. And all of a sudden, she goes, hey, my finger jumped. <laughs> that was her biggest signal. And she wasn't trying to get a signal. <laughs> Well, you know what, I want to just thank, you know, like if I've already talked to you, like if, if you and I have talked on the phone, I want to thank you for talking to me because, you know, I mean, you were there to get my help, but I got your help because I never could have made this movie without you. And, you know, you're going to end up having helped everybody who ever watches this movie because you called me and talked to me. So thank you for all of those people. They all thank you. <laughs> you know, I guess you're starting to realize if you're watching this, if you're one of the person, people watching this, that um, there's been an army of people who contributed to this. You know, this really needs to be a wiki website so that you can put up the things that you discover when you're getting those spontaneous signals in the middle of having a thought and you go, well, what, what was that, you know? And this is what, the way this came about was there's a little band of, of, of skilled and valiant warriors who for many years have been gathering this information and putting it together here for you. And that's how you got the web college. That's where the web college came from. <laughs> <laughs> I looked right at it as I was saying. <laughs> okay, test this question. Do I want to cure things? Now, you should get a signal on that, right? Because you presumably want to, right? So just see if you get a signal. 
Now, if you don't get a signal, you learn something about yourself. Because if you've been getting signals and now you don't get a signal, that means no. So, test, do I want to cure things? See what you get. Did you get a signal? Good. All right. Now, test, are there some things that I don't want to cure? Did you get a signal on that? Well, if you did, uh, you got, you're going to have to cure that <laughs> before you cure the, before you're going to be able to cure the thing that you came in to cure. Because, you know, like let's say you want to cure herpes, but there are some things you don't want to cure. Well, you'll probably have some success with curing your herpes, like you'll have fewer outbreaks. But it's one thing to have fewer outbreaks and another thing to cure your herpes. Look, have you noticed that there's a difference between cure and cure? Between curing and curing? Because if you're feeling different now, you know, it's, I mean, you're probably starting to suspect, hey, maybe I've cured something. <laughs> So, did I cure my cancer? <laughs> Is it gone yet? <laughs> Is this it? I, I've cured it? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're learning to get signals right now, okay? <laughs> Curing the cancer is coming. <laughs> You're all so adorable. <laughs> there is a question that people ask me over and over again. As a matter of fact, you know, and it's only the herpes sufferers who ask this question, by the way. And, uh, you know, a matter of fact, they, a lot of them don't even wait to talk to me. <laughs> like they'll, you know, they'll call and if they get my voicemail, they leave this question on my voicemail. <laughs> and it is, you know, the, okay, the question, the question is, if I cure my herpes, can I get a negative medical test? Duh. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, but that's what they ask. <laughs> Let me show you a woman who got a negative medical test. Okay, well, first of all, you're supposed to be watching this movie on the home page, but a lot of people find this on YouTube, and that's what the YouTube page looks like. And as you can see, there's no negative medical test there. What there are is suggestions for other movies, you know. Now, there's a little invisible button over here. You can't actually see it, but it's there. It's right there. And if you press the invisible button, what happens is, you get this drop-down box, and it's a you know description of the movie and stuff about the movie underneath it, and right there is a link. You see, so if you if you click the link, if you're on, so if you find this on YouTube, this is what to do, and you're on the homepage, you can't miss it. It's blue. Now, this woman, do you see over the right above the sign? By the way, this is this movie, so you're supposed to be watching this movie on this page. See, that's this movie. 
And right next to it, right above the sign up button, you see it says, got negative medical tests on four medically incurable diseases. And when she called me, this is a, this is a voicemail recording that's on here. When she called me, she had just gotten her test results in the mail. They mail you the test results in New Zealand. Epstein-Barr, which is the, that's a, actually a herpes virus, which causes chronic fatigue syndrome. She also had two other herpes viruses, the lip and genital herpes. She had them both, like I did. Um, and she also uh, had cytomegalovirus and was tested negative for that. Now that's a negative medical test, but also, you know, at the time, this, like she left that message for me, or I guess it was in 2004, and you know, I didn't really put much stock in medical tests back then, and people weren't asking me about them then, but you know, when she left me the message, it inspired me. There was something about it that just hit me in the heart. And I and I was I was going to delete the thing, you know. I was I was pressing the button, you know, to delete it. And I said, wait a minute, hmm, you know, maybe I ought to save this. <laughs> so I saved it, and I uh, <laughs> I made a I made a computer file out of it, and I, you know, hence I've been playing it for people ever since. And uh, that was her gift to us. As I say, it's been an army of people giving their gifts. You know, that's how you got this. All right, this would be a good time for you to test. Have I cured anything since I started this movie? Not too early for that. Did you get a signal? Okay. Now, another thing to test along these lines is have I cured more than one thing? since I started this movie. Okay, good. Now, I don't know whether you got a signal on that one or not, but I want you to ask, I know you're curious about this, so you should probably, see, when you're curious about something, you should test it, okay? Are any of the things that I've cured, or is the thing I cured, whatever, um, in any way related to what I came here to cure. And if you get that you cured, you know, a bunch of things, things come out in clumps. So sometimes when you cure one thing, you cure a lot of things. And sometimes when you cure one thing, you feel way better because you cured a lot of things. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're still, that you're having a big effect on what you came to cure. You are going to be asking questions. All right, yeah. About things you don't know exist. That's very true. <laughs> In bodies you never knew you had for, you know. <laughs> it's an ongoing questioning process. And you're going to be asking questions about things that are impossible 
to know the answer to. <laughs> um, you're going to be different from your friends. Can you handle that? <laughs> How do you like being different from, from everybody else you know? I, I've been that way all my life, and it's been fine with me, but <laughs> it wasn't at first. <laughs> so if, that, if this different thing is new to you, um, you're going to need to get used to it, because unless you're different, you're not going to cure the thing you came to cure. Because the people who you're going to be different from, they don't cure things. They're in bed with the flu for two days, okay? They don't cure it. <laughs> they, they get sick with it. They die of the cancer or the HIV drugs for the rest of their lives. This is a cult. <laughs> in case you, you were wondering... <laughs> <laughs> Cults are religions that have very few members. <laughs> okay, well, look, um, test this question. Have any of the signals I've had come from God? Did you get a signal on that? A lot of people get a signal on that. How about this one? Have all the signals that I've gotten so far come from God? Did you get a signal on that? <laughs> Do you feel any different now? Now that good feeling is a signal. And for, you know, for a lot of people, it's like this barely perceptible, you know, almost, you know, you know, not even, not even a difference, you know, just a barely perceptible thing. You know, the other day I was on the, I was on the phone with one of the many people who I <laughs> speak to, a brand new person who just, you know, found me and, and uh, she kept getting signals and curing things. And I kept asking her, you know, well, do you feel any different? And she was going, well, I don't know, you know, <laughs> maybe, you know, I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> so finally, the, the fifth time, you know, I go, well, any difference now? And she goes, well, uh, relieved. <laughs> well, relieved is good. You know, relieved is a, that's a signal. You know, I went into my seminars after I, you know, cured my, you know, herpes and I told my students that I cured it, and, you know, they were happy for me, you know. But, you know, I wasn't different to the sufferings of people, and I didn't realize it. I, had, I just had some indifference to their sufferings, even though I, you know, I would leap to help them if I saw them suffer. But the thing I didn't do was say, okay, everybody with herpes, see me after class. Not for a long time. You know, there was a point where I went on the disease warpath. And, see, that's how I ended up helping Chuck cure his HIV. That was his name, Chuck Laspata, the guy I told you about at the beginning of the movie. He was a, he was a dealer at a casino in Atlantic City. And 
Bill Pelly brought him to me. And this is what happened. Um, we go to now 1995, I guess this, this would also be like October or November. And Bill calls me up. Bill, was, Bill had been my student since 1981. Bill is a great man. He is a, he's an amazing person. And by the way, we saved Chuck's life. Chuck called me. Well, I didn't actually talk to him. He, he called about five years later and talked to Greg. Uh, Greg is our executive director. And so we saved his life. Anyway, uh, Bill, see, I had, as I say, I had shared in my seminars about how I cured my herpes. And though I don't think Bill was calling to get my help, he called to tell me that he, he had just come from his doctors. He had, his doctor tested him. He tested positive for hepatitis B. And I think he was calling to invite me to his funeral. <laughs> That's what he was calling about. I don't think he was calling to ask me for help. And, but in me, I went, I was, you know, I was scared to death. I mean, I'm laughing, but it just was like the, the cable snapped on the elevator because I said, okay, Bill's going to die. You know, that, that was, I didn't immediately think, oh, I can't help Bill this because I wasn't in the habit of helping people cure things at that point. You know, even though I had fought this pitched battle with my herpes and won, basically, by that time, and I had talked about it and all, but, you know, I just, you, you know, I guess I just needed to be like I am now, you know, where th this, is, this is how I spend my time helping people, you know. So I, but anyway, this was the moment I was on, I knew that I, like, Bill's life depended on me. That's what happened in, in, inside of me. I knew that. And so I said, come over. And he did. <laughs> that afternoon, we went on the, the uh, running trail in Wissahickon Park, Philadelphia, Chestnut Hill. And uh, we figured it out. Um, he, he took it out. And uh, we just got a whole, you know, grocery list of things for him to do, follow up on. And he cured it. He cured the hepatitis B. Boy, was I relieved. And, you know, later he was telling me about the guy he caught it from who lived. The guy didn't die. He was much younger than Bill. And uh, he survived. But it, it like, it destroyed him. I was, it's a very, it's an awful disease. Um, and Bill's been, you know, fine ever since. <laughs> sort of. <yeah. laughs> I played telephone tag with Bill not a month ago. <laughs> Didn't get him, though. So that was where I made the transformation from sharing to caring. And of course, I cared at some, I had some level of caring for people when I was sharing, you know. But I went to, like, really m making caring a practice, you know, and bringing myself to this very high level of caring where I'm completely detached 
and totally involved at the same time. You know who Dr. Oz is? You know, the, the teledoctor. <laughs> Lovely man, you know, and he, uh, he was on, he was giving out an appeal, you know, to raise money for research, medical research in pancreatic cancer. That's what the power <laughs> you know, if you can't cure it, what are you going to do? You do medical research, right? <laughs> if you can cure it, you cure it. So talk to Dr. Oz, and if you know Dr. Oz, play this little clip for him. Oz, I appreciate you, and I want to help you. I want to help you because you deserve, you deserve help. You deserve me. You, uh, you, you're just a wonderful person, you know? You really care about people. And uh, another thing I really, that I really like about you is you identify winning behaviors in people. Like, like you have like guests on your show, you know, who do yoga and, and you know, they, they do things for themselves. They lift weights, whatever, you know. And because you care and you show what winners do to other people so, that, you know, they can have role models. I think that's very good, by the way. And... Uh, I, you are 15 minutes away from a different life. Everything can change for you. Call me. What I just did there, making that public invitation to Dr. Ross, this is how I have brought caring to life in my life. I put my number on the web. You, know, you, you may know that because you may have found me. My number, you know, Ladies and gentlemen, all over the web. your lives are becoming more YouTube difficult as the life force of your world <laughs> is draining away. Call me and get help. <laughs> have you noticed that as everything around you seems to decline, one thing still grows? It is the power of your rulers. Yeah, there's so many herpes None of these plans where I put my number and then they take it down. You know, whoever put the movie up takes my number, number off. Because they don't the want people to cure their herpes. Their increased control They're not going to be able to sell their the shit your that they freedom. sell people. Do you know why? <laughs> if somebody, if you the person cures their the herpes. <laughs> they called for your sacrifice. And you thought it was noble. They said if you worked for yourself and your family, that you were selfish and uncaring. Anyway, I do something. And they made this you is feel what ashamed. I do. I make public invitations. They denounced Caring the leaders of industry in as greedy exploiters. I you agreed. Public. I will go All on evil needs to win is the consent of good people. <laughs> to everyone within the range of my voice, you now have a choice to make. If you decide to support the notion of sacrifice right. enforced by the state, your game is up. You now have your world is in a downward spiral, and you will ride it down to destruction. But if you share the values, if you believe that your life is a sacred possession. For you to make the most of, if you As want to live by the judgment heard, of your own I mind, not edicts from the state, then follow our lead. Do not support your own oppressors. Stop letting the system exploit you. And form your own communities on the frontiers of your crumbling world. Your rulers hold you by your endurance to carry the burdens they impose. Already. 
by your generosity when you hear cries of despair, and above all, by your innocence, which cannot grasp the The world you are living in is the world they wanted. Leave them to it. Do you Those agree with that? to build a better world, a world of freedom and opportunity, a world based on mutual respect. In that world, you will not receive alms, nor pity, nor forgiveness of sins, but honor, respect, and justice. Don't let the fire go out spark by irreplaceable spark in confusion and despair. The world you desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. Oh, the first question is, uh, can I get a negative medical test? Well, Revolution the Radio, FreedomSlips.com. The number what is one, the one listener supported radio station made on all the internet. Difference. It's your world. Take it. Test this question. Do I ever cultivate bad feelings? Do I ever Thank you for listening to Revolution feelings. Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio Get station on, that. on the Internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue about, forward. Do I have Revolution any denial? Radio! The list of denial. Did you get a signal? Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio at FreedomSlips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on-air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener-supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent All right, we're starting the second hour. I'm assuming I'm still on air. And uh, I'm just going to ramble for 10 minutes and then play a little bit more Bayard, Bayard Barnes. So, he's, in, he's an interesting guy, Bayard Barnes. He's, uh, he's a former psychotherapist. And uh, he used to run seminars. But I think he was also in prison at one point as well so there's a lot of there's a lot of complicated history going on with him but it means that he thinks in a different way to everybody else and i I like that i like the fact that uh, he's got a different way of looking at the world to everybody else so i think i need another sound check if there's anybody listening missed if you could do the honors for me because i'm not sure whether i'm talking over the top of advert of bumpers or not there's no, there's no sound at this end from bumpers but you can never tell with whatever's going whatever's going on at rev radio so just a quick sound check and then we'll get we'll get back into the the immunix conversation
All right, so it's a it's a four hour, four hours and twenty minutes video. This this video that I'm playing, and we're thirty six minutes in. So there's a lot. There's a lot, we won't get through it all, but we'll get through another half an hour of it at least, or maybe forty minutes, and see how see how we're getting on. This is Baird Barnes again. Um, here's another one. Am I in collusion with the thing I came in to cure in any way? Open your mind, see if you get a signal. Did you get a signal on that? If you didn't, you might be suspecting that, and I'm not saying you're in collusion with your disease, okay? What I am saying is you, you may be starting to suspect right now that sometimes the way you feel or your emotions influence your signals. Is that possible? That you, 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 may be, you may have already been thinking this. So yeah, you may need to cure a few things before you can get a real test on some of these questions. Know yourself, know your enemy, and you'll win. Okay, now I want you to test. Do I have any conditions, diseases, whatever, that are not the thing you came to cure in the emotional area of my life? Did you get a signal? Okay. How about do I have any conditions in the spiritual area of my life? Get a signal on that? Well, give it some thought here for a minute. Uh, could your immune system be down? Could you be cultivating bad feelings? Could you be handing over your power to ministers, doctors, uh, family members to the, to the point where you have zilch power uh, and do some one key thing, one key immunic action and eradicate your cancer or your, or your fibromyalgia, just cure it in spite of all that. Well, if you could and did, then that one key thing, that would be the holy grail of cure, wouldn't it? <laughs> and for a very long time, a whole bunch of us, including me, thought we'd found the holy grail and were doing it. And we cured a whole bunch of medically incurable diseases to prove it. <laughs> And we proved it to ourselves. <laughs> and uh, it just uh, wasn't true. <laughs> but we proved it to ourselves anyway. <laughs> we talked ourselves into it or whatever you want to say. But we had the cures to prove it. I, I stopped getting the flu when I cured my herpes. And I haven't had another flu since then, 20-something years without the flu. And I used to get two or three of them a year, the summer cold, the winter flu, you know, I got them all, you know. Not anymore. 
and never had another herpes outbreak after the very first time I took herpes out. So it was pretty easy to think that I had found the Holy Grail, not realizing, like, you know, the hardest thing in the world is to realize what you're doing right and show somebody else how to do it. And people who achieve great things, you know, they try to teach other people how to do what they've done. And, you know, usually they don't exactly know what they did. But so they'll, you know, they'll intellectually make up this whole thing to tell people about, you know, what to do, how to do this, how to succeed in business without really trying or something, you know. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the only one who has ever fallen into that trap. So in a, in a sense, this entire movie is a discussion of this question. And people are always asking me this question in other ways. How do I cure it? How do I cure my herpes? Well, what did you do? How did you cure yours? And so we're going to need to use real people as examples. And that's what's coming throughout this movie. Maybe I should tell you about my first cancer cure. This woman threw her medication in the toilet. <laughs> well, she was starting to have a negative reaction to it, so she didn't want to take it anymore. It turned out to be a very good idea. <laughs> And she was just gutsy enough to execute it. Her name was Edith Huber. She was the director of tourism for Galveston. She was 67. It was her second cancer. She was one of my students. She had been doing my courses for a few years. Uh, Galveston paid for them. Uh, she, she, mo most of them were business courses. And they paid for training for their for their staff, and they, you know, they could their staff could pick their the training that they did, and she chose me. You know, um, she'd been in Anguilla with me at a course, and a few a few months later she called me, and she said, "I'd like to talk to you privately." She had three boyfriends, and she was trying to figure out who to marry. <laughs> Edith was a, she was a pistol, you know. She was a Texas girl. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, after, you know, we did a few sessions, and then she came into one, and she was crying. And she said, I've got cancer. I'm going to die. My hair's going to fall out. I'm gonna, the doctor told me I'm going to be using a walker. Oh, God. Forget choosing a husband. Forget... Forget getting married. I'm going to die. And, you know, I got, I was like, well, you know, this was 1993. So this is way before Chuck, way before Bill. And, see, I didn't know even if what I told her to do was working. But I said, take it out. And we started taking it out of her body. You know, like I was telling you what I did with Chuck, you know. And we did that in the session, and then we did, you know, the other things that we were already doing, you know. So, 
Then, you know, a few weeks after that, she threw her meds in the toilet, and then she called me up crying again. And she said, I threw my meds in the toilet, and she went to, and she told her son, you know, and she, her son was also a doctor, and she said, I went, I went, I told my son, and he was, he was screamed at me for an hour, and then he sent me back to my doctor. She didn't want to tell her doctor she was threw her meds in the toilet, you know. So she said, he sent me back to my doctor, and he screamed at me for an hour, and he told me I'm going to die, and... Well, he gave her like a 20% chance at that point. He said, because he, he couldn't put her back on the med. He had to give her another med, which was a milder one. And so we kept taking out the medication allergies, and we kept taking out the cancer, and she cured it. And she got married. <laughs> and she picked one of the guys, and she got married. And she never got cancer again. <laughs> and see when I was having her take it out of her bodies you know the cancer and the allergies and I thought that was what cured her and I still didn't go on the disease war path because she was taking a medication so I figured okay the, it, this helps but it's the medication that cured it you know not till Bill See, there was no medication for hepatitis B. I mean, there was, there was a treatment, you know, to lessen the symptoms, but uh, even with the treatment, it was, it was just the effects of the disease, like the guy he caught it from wouldn't do this or even talk to me. And Bill said the thing, and the, this guy was much younger, you know, and Bill, Bill told me it just ripped this guy to pieces physically. He lived, you know, he survived. But, oh my God, I thought that's how you cure it, but it wasn't. You know, I was talking to some, another, another person, this guy the other day, uh, who called me for help with herpes, you know. And he'd been looking all over the web and he found all these, you know, snake oil things like oregano oil and which is good, but it, you know, not cure herpes, you know, but they, but they say it does on the web. There are these websites that say, you know, we can't say this cures herpes because it's illegal to say that, but try it, you know, <laughs> buy our oregano oil <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and all kinds of other things too, you know. And uh, anyway, but I tried to help him get a signal, but he couldn't get a signal. I don't think he wanted to get a signal. You know, he, he was a really nice guy, though, so we, and we were talking afterwards, you know, and, uh, you know, we were talking after I tr tried to help him get a signal just about his wife's nonprofit and other things he does. And in the middle of this, he says, well, what about the oregano oil? Maybe should I try that? <laughs> you know, I'm like, God, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I sent him off to watch the movie, which wasn't as good as this one's going to be, but it was better than nothing, you know. <laughs> I said, go watch the movie and we'll talk, you know. <laughs> God, poor guy. <laughs> oh, my God. So the point of the oregano oil story, he wanted to take something. He didn't want to cure it. He wanted something. He wanted to find something that cured it. <laughs> so, so you're going to need to be asking yourself during this movie, like, what do you want? Well, 
you know, I had you test, do I want to cure this? I don't know if you got a signal, but I'm a movie. How could I know? But um, maybe you ought to test, do I want to find something that will cure it for me? Did you get a signal on that? Because you're going to have to cure that. <laughs> you're going to have to cure the wanting to find something thing, okay? <laughs> See, this is what we do. We look in ourselves for things to cure and find them and cure them. And this is what enables us to cure the thing, you know, that we want to cure. The cancer, the fibromyalgia. Um, certain diseases are actually caused by the things that would also take down your immune system and prevent you from curing them. The causes and the thing are the same. It depends on the disease. Fibromyalgia is a disease like that. And so is chronic fatigue or aspects of it. So in conclusion, the one thing that you simply have to do in order to cure what you came in here to cure is to never tolerate feeling bad, and to look for and symptoms and trace them to their causes and take out the causes. Now, wait a minute, that's two things. Okay, um, so in conclusion, the two things that you have to do to cure what you came in here to cure are never tolerate feeling bad, Never tolerate being in a symptom. Don't act out dysfunctionally or on an addiction. No, wait a minute. That's three things. Hmm. Um, okay. So, in conclusion, the three essential things that you simply must do in order to cure what you came in here to cure are never tolerate a bad feeling. Do not let a symptom go by without tracing it to its cause and taking out the cause. Do not act out on an addiction or some dysfunction. And I want to thank Monty Python for this little section of the... <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I came here to help you cure what you came in here to cure. I wasn't expecting the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> Um, I want you to say this and get a signal on it. I will cure all disease in the physical, emotional, and spiritual area. Did you get a signal? Okay. Okay, now make this statement and get a signal on it. This one, you, you want to get a signal on this one. It's not a question. I fully intend to stay in the good feeling for the rest of my life. Did you get a signal? I fully intend to never stay in a bad feeling more than a few seconds for the rest of my life.
to get a signal on that. If you did, well, that little tiny thing that you just tested, <laughs> if you can be in that place where you would always get a signal on that, like you always have that intention to feel good, uh, you're going to be free of disease for the rest of your life. And that includes spiritual and emotional diseases. It's just that one little thing. Okay. So we're talking about what you have to do, and now we need to get specific. <laughs> Let me show you first a clip of somebody doing this. Because, for one thing, it's good, just good to see what this looks like in nature. And also, she's up against what you're up against, and she's doing pretty good with it. So, um, test that. Have I cured anything? Have I cured anything? Yes. Okay. You have any idea what it was? I think it has to do with um, the virus, like. I've had a herpes, like the simplex, you know, and I think maybe that's it. Okay. I, yeah. So you have the lip herpes thing. Yeah. Um, I want you to test, did I cure my lip herpes? Did I cure my lip herpes? Just now when I got the signal. When I got the signal. Yes. Okay. It took a little longer to feel that, but it's—I got a positive on it. Now, Tessa, does this mean that it's gone forever? Does this mean that it's gone forever? I'm not getting anything from that. All right. So you have more to do. To understand mm -hmm. and cure the thing so it's gone forever. Okay. I never had another herpes outbreak after my very first time that I took out herpes. Wow. And that was in 1993. Wow. So, but at the same time, I kept finding herpes in my, you know, other bodies than the physical. For years, two, maybe 18 months anyway. That was Anna. She owns her, that was, well, she did own that uh, restaurant that she was, film, we were filming in her, in her uh, cookie shop. And uh, she sold it since then. But uh, also, since then, I taught her how to cure her herpes. I had a series of meetings with her after that. That was the very first time I filmed her. And see, when you get a password for the web college, you land on this page. This is the very end of the sign-up. You know, you, the last click when you're signing up brings you to this page, and your password is there on that page, you see. And uh, that's a temporary password. We make you your own after a while. And then this is Anna. 
this movie's about an hour. And what I did was I went with her, you know, I went into all the ramifications of curing herpes with her in this movie. So this is, uh, I'm going to do something of that with you here um, in this movie. Um, now, if you look at this other movie, this other movie is four and a half hours long. Okay, this movie right here next to your password. And it, there are a lot of people curing a lot of things in that movie. And some of them are curing herpes. And one of them is curing a very serious case of herpes. And right before your eyes, you watch her symptoms disappear. And she, like the pain goes away. That's what happened for me too the very first time. All the pain and sensations just left my general area. I felt normal. You know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm just dying of curiosity, but of course you can't answer a question that I ask you because you're not here. You know? <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, when Anna was, you know, was testing those things. And presumably you've got cancer or herpes or some other disease that you could test for. Did, so I'm wondering if you tested the things she was asking and got your own signal on whatever the question was. I just wonder how many people like hear that and it just goes right by them that this woman is actually doing this. She's curing the thing and like I could do that too, you know. And of course you've been you've been I'm assuming, as I said before, I'm I'm going to assume that you're testing every question you get. So I'm assuming that you've been testing everything I gave you to test, but that wasn't exactly given to you to test. It's something you overheard, you know, in a movie of somebody else testing it. So I'm wondering if you, like, caught on and said, wait a minute, let me ask that. <laughs> I always get curious about that with people, but often forget to ask them. Um, so you should, you should do this right now. Uh, just say I'm now killing all cancer. Or with cancer, you might say I'm removing all cancer from all my bodies. See if you get a signal. I'm, I'm killing all herpes in all my bodies. See if you get a signal. Or whatever it is you've got, removing fibromyalgia from all my bodies. Did you get a signal? Okay, so now, if you did get a signal, notice if, you've, if the way you feel changed. You know, you might want to give that a minute, you know, and like notice, in a, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go on doing things with you, but you might want to notice again in a 30 seconds or a minute down the line from now. Sometimes, the, the, you know, I'm sure you've noticed already because you probably already had feeling changes since you've been doing this. Okay, now test. You, you probably already noticed that feeling changes 
take a little time. That's why they're not really orientation signals, because they're, you know, you need a finger movement, like you need something that's right there, real fast, you know. Okay, so now test, does that mean that it's gone forever, permanently from, from me and I've cured it? It's over. Did you get a signal on that? Well, you know, if you got a signal on that, and five minutes from now, see, if you and I were together, in a few minutes, I would start going through your bodies with you. We're not going to do that in a movie. We can't, you know, well, you can't really do it in a movie, but also we can't fit the web college into a four-hour movie. <laughs> it's not going to fit. <laughs> but what we can do in a four-hour movie is build proficiency with testing and curing so that you're capable of using the web college. <laughs> That's what we can do in this movie. <laughs> okay, so anyway, now that you've tested that, and whatever you got, if, if you found, if you find something, you know, like in, in, in half an hour, you felt like, wait a minute, I'm testing, Oh, I don't feel the way I felt when I cured my herpes a few minutes ago. Oh, wait a minute. Do I, do I have herpes in any of my bodies? And you get a signal. Oh, my God, what happened? I tested. It was gone forever. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> you know what? I should tell you about the very first time I took out my herpes. I was in Puerto Rico. I was coming back from giving a, a course in Anguilla. Uh, you know, you had to fly through Puerto Rico. And I used to stay in Puerto Rico for a few days for some R&R. And I was not having any R&R. I was feeling terrible. <laughs> I had a huge herpes outbreak. And we were renting a car... And I was on the patio. My girlfriend was inside renting the car. And I was on the patio of the car rental place. And I was doing the things I'd been showing you. Because I wanted to feel good. You know? And I knew I could feel good or better. You know, the more, the more I cured, the better I felt. You know? So I was wanting, you know, to feel good. So I was out there curing everything I could find to cure. And see, at the time, uh, at that time, I was still muscle testing. See, what had happened was, you know, when Peter muscle tested us, it was like this. He was pushing on people's arms. Okay? That's, that's where I discovered this this ability, you know, with somebody pushing on my arm, you know. and But you never could have done, like none of us, we, we never could have made the discoveries we made had we continued. You needed two people, and they had to know how to do it and be good at it. And, 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 then, but, and also, it was very clunky because we were really, like, trying to be accurate and get, you know, it was just, oh, it was, it was ridiculous, okay. <clears throat> 
but I, I went crazy on it because uh, uh, it made me feel good. And also because I'd made this discovery and I started to realize I can know anything. And so I got my whole staff and the students. I had, I had around 600 unpaid volunteers who were assisting me. And I had 75 people on staff. And I had students. And I, I mean, I had a lot of people to do this with. And, and there were some of them who knew different ways of muscle testing. You know, I had a very hip crowd who were doing my courses and, they, and who were on staff and they, they knew all, all kinds of diets and, and Traeger and Reiki and, and EFT and, and rebirthing and, and all, very, all these different things, you know. Um, you know, they took tinctures. They, we, we didn't know we could cure herpes until I discovered it. And but but there were, you know, and still are all kinds of diets that people use to reduce symptoms. You know, on the Web, it says that, you know, they cure herpes, but they don't, you know, but but we used to do those diets to reduce herpes symptoms. They didn't work for me, but they did work for a lot of the people on staff. So they'd ask the house manager to make chicken, you know, because chicken is high in lysine and and. <laughs> <laughs> and the chicken was so good, I'd eat it, and I'd get a herpes outbreak, because I used to get herpes outbreaks from chicken. I don't know why, but <laughs> it was, I was the reverse of everybody else. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I, was, I sort of accepted my lot at that point, you know, that I was going to get herpes outbreaks sometimes, so I didn't really try to avoid things that I thought were going to give me an outbreak. <laughs> anyway... You just can't live your life like that, you know. <laughs> um, so anyway, there were, people knew muscle testing. There were like there were people who just knew all kinds of things to do, you know. And so they they showed me and the rest of us other ways of muscle testing that you could do on your own, like pushing on your finger. This is muscle testing, and so is this. And when I cured my herpes, I was testing by hooking my finger, and I would first I would check that it was hooked, and then I would ask my question, and if it was a signal, then the thumb would weaken and the finger would fly off. It was because my thumb would weaken, that it flew off like that. <laughs> and you couldn't get a spontaneous signal like that. Because obviously you're not going to spontaneously hook your finger, you know. So remember the girl I told you about like an hour ago when, you know, who all of a sudden her finger jumped, you know. That's a spontaneous signal. But you can't get spontaneous signals muscle testing. You know, you have to do, you know, this is, this is how we test now. But anyway, what happened was I got a spontaneous signal anyway. And I'll tell you how it happened. I just remembered this today, you know, it was like I was, I was going to do this talk and I, and I was going over it in my mind, I said, wait a minute, I did get a spontaneous signal because I was out there and I was curing things. And so I was, you know, testing, I was hooking my finger and I was testing and I was curing stuff. Have you ever felt that God was trying to tell you something? You know, like an angel was pounding her fists on your back, like, hey, you! you know? <laughs> and you're over there going like, 
gee, I, I sort of hear like something in the distance. You know, it's like, <laughs> is there somebody trying to tell me something? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so I was, I was curing stuff. And I hooked my finger. I was, I was, you know, looking for something to, you know, I was going to form a question or a, or a statement or something or just say something, you know. And all of a sudden, I, you know, this, this little, like, was like a thought came into my mind, kill the virus, and my finger just flew off. <laughs> it was a spontaneous. I did not plan this, okay. I did not think to ask that. That came from somewhere. <laughs> but, and, but my finger flew off, and I said, okay, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what was that? What did I get a signal on there? <laughs> Which is how you deal with a spontaneous signal. You ask, like, what was I thinking, you know? So I asked that question, and, and uh, event, okay, so I said, okay. And then that was when I said, okay, I'm now killing and that's when I got my, you know, my cure. That's when it happened. And then, then I went through, I went through all my bodies. I think I found it in most of them. I don't remember anymore. You know, every cure is different. Everybody's cure is different. You know, you and your sister both have, you know, malignant tumors in your left breast. And your cure of your cancer is going to be different from your sister's cure of her cancer. All cures are different because people are different. <laughs> so now for you to understand all this stuff, see, because it's obvious, see, there's a couple of things that are obvious from what I've told you so far. One is that I was already curing a lot of things emotional trauma, you know, I was shifting my dimension, whatever. And it did not cure my herpes. So obviously, the way you cure your herpes is this very specific thing. So here we go, and I've, we've had like so many people who got their password for the web college and they started, you know, meticulously removing it from all their bodies every day. And then they did great. And they, uh, you know, they stopped their outbreaks and they were feeling terrific and they were, they really knew that they were curing it. They knew that, because you do, like, right? Because you've cured a couple of things, maybe not what you came to cure, but you've cured a couple of things. Uh, <clears throat> the same thing has happened with cancer. We've had people meticulously removing the cancer and, you know, and they were doing great and they knew they were curing it. And then, you know, their, their cancer, their, they had another test because... People with cancer, they get tested like like sometimes a couple, sometimes every day. <laughs> they, you know, they go like a lot of these people go to the doctor like every day. You know, they're being monitored, and uh, the numbers go wrong. And they go, "What did I do? I'm doing the same thing, and I was it was working. And and then what happened? You know, and they also can feel, you know, that it's something went wrong. And uh, why? Why is that? See, that's the thing about it. Um, it's complicated. The answer is complicated. And I should tell you what happened after I cured my herpes. Okay, the rest of the day. What happened that day? Because that was in the morning. We'd flown in from Anglo, you know, 
we were, you know, it was probably by the time we got to the guest house, two o'clock, okay, and I took a nap. And when I, when I lay down for my nap, I was feeling wonderful. I, would, I just, because it wasn't just the, you know, the sensations that, it was like the herpes was gone, you know, and all that had to happen now was, you know, the sores had to just heal. There was no herpes anymore, and I was okay. And, you know, the whole, my whole body and my being, you know, the, the emotional, whatever it is that accompanies or accompanied it for me, anxiety, whatever it was, that was gone. It was all gone. And I felt great. And I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I, you know, put on my running clothes and, you know, jumped down and my, I guess it was my bathing suit at the time because I was going on the beach and they'd probably jump in the water afterwards. And I went running on the beach. And, uh, I, uh, huh, it was back. <laughs> it came back. I was like, what? Wait a minute. Because I felt, it wasn't, there wasn't, wasn't really a sensation in my genitals at that point. See, it has to go through the other bodies. But it had started up in another body. And believe it or not, you know, we, I keep talking about non-physical bodies. You're feeling these bodies all the time. And the way they feel pretty much controls your experience of your life and the way you feel. <laughs> so, you know, most of your experience is not physical. Anyway, you know, you, I mean, it's, as I say, it's complicated. And this is not the place to try to figure all this out, okay? Because it's not going to happen. But I just want you to test something right here. You can test this right here. Do... My my non-physical bodies ever reacquire cancer? Did you get a signal? Okay. Um, if you didn't, <laughs> test it again later. <laughs> By the way, when you know when you get no on something that's a known thing like that. It, it's sometimes not a really a bad signal. It's, you're being told something, you know. Um, one thing, like if you, like for example, if you got that it's gone forever, you know, and then you find it again. Well, what you're getting is that when it is gone, it is gone forever. <laughs> That's what I think, anyway. But it could mean something else too. You're, but you are being. It's not necessarily a bad signal. You are being told something. You just got to figure out what you're being told, okay? <laughs> because that's your orientation and what you're going to use to cure it. So um, what did I do at that point? I, uh, I found it again, and I, it took me like a minute to take it out at that point. You know, found where it was, took it out, and I was back to, back to normal. It was great. <laughs> And I just went, oh, hmm, I guess you have to keep, you know, looking for it. And I found it every time I woke up for about 18 months. <laughs> so, yeah, you had to keep. And you know what I, what I see in a lot of people is, see, I wasn't, see, 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 you have to realize I was already curing things. That's a really important point. You know, we went out and made movies um, 
we, you know, what we did is I decided I just wanted to go out in the street and show people how to do this. Like walk out and just show total strangers. And I went to places where people were relaxing. Like, you know, we used to go to pools, poolside and resorts here because we're in Florida, you know. And we'd, we'd just wander over to people. We, we were at a doctor's convention one time. We showed a bunch of doctors how to film them. We filmed them doing it. We, fil we filmed a lot of doctors. At one point, I thought if people saw doctors doing this, it would mean something to them. It didn't. <laughs> I found out people don't listen to doctors anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> they're just like everybody else. They discover it and they like it. But a lot of those movies ended up here. On the, on the, there, this is a page in the web college where we've embedded a whole bunch of movies. This is the woman I went out filming with, Barb. And this is Keeling, which, who I mentioned before, who is a, you know, who's a major contributor to this. This woman cured MS um, and so forth. Um, anyway, uh, uh, these, a lot of these were filmed on Skype. You know, they were there. I was filming my screen, so these were not filmed out in the street. But there were there were a few that were. Anyway, um, <clears throat> see the thing that I didn't realize is that the people who succeed with this are the people who are curing everything, like I was. And uh, you know, like Edith. See, Edith didn't come to me to cure cancer. And she, she didn't have an agenda and she wasn't like focused on cancer and just letting everything else. We'll test this question. Um, can I ignore major issues in my life and still cure a medically incurable disease? <laughs> by the way, if you get, well, okay, did you get a signal? Now, by the way, if you got yes, you can. It's true. And you'll find that you, you can have lots of good results. And then at some point, you find that you've got the disease still, or it's back, or whatever, however you want to say it. You, know, you, you reacquired it. Obviously, this college and me and all this, what we're doing here, is not about focusing on and curing one thing. It's about curing you. And a person might say, well, gosh, you know, um, well, test this question. Do I have other priorities than feeling good? <laughs> Did you get a signal? Did your finger jump? <laughs> I'll tell you how we, you know, started, you know, curing things like this with the fingers twitch. Um, there was a guy who we were, one of the guys who we were filming when we were out there. You know, we were, you know, showing him how to cure HIV. And uh, he was the groundskeeper at one of the resorts where we were filming. And he, um, you know, he hooked his finger, see, like this. He hooked his finger like that. And when he went to test, it just came apart like that. It never released. That, it, was, it was pure spiritual testing. It was the same thing as the finger flick. <laughs> Except with the finger flick, you don't have to put, it, put yourself in any special position. And... We, I, was, I was amazed. I had never seen anything like it. And this guy knew nothing about testing. He had never muscle tested, never any kind of tested. This was the fir very first time for him. And he cured his HIV when we were talking with him. <laughs> <laughs>
Whether he completely cured it, quote, unquote, I don't know. But what I do know is he taught me to let go of the whole muscle thing, accuracy, and just get signals. Bring in, you know, the, like the, the spiritual help and go for the cure. And, you know, that's what we've all got to do. <laughs> you know, if we want to cure this stuff, basically, we got to let go. You know, sure, um, this is a ton to take on. It is, it's a lot to take on. And the question is, will it actually, we'll test this, will taking this on save me time? <laughs> you know, one more example uh, is the most, uh, really the most dramatic cure of cancer, I think, that we ever had, um, was actually done with cure shows. It was a friend of Keeley's, I just showed you her picture, and uh, he had a melanoma, uh, metastasized. He didn't, when we started working with him, we were helping him with his, with his relationship and his tinnitus. We had no idea he was going to get cancer. And, well, we had an idea because he said that he'd had a, uh, you know, some kind of skin problem. Um, and you can, you can listen to the Cure Show, the Cure Shows with him, which are, see, this page, um, see, it has these letters there. The herpes shows, there's about a dozen herpes shows. They're all different. They're under herpes. Uh, cancer shows under cancer. There's five shows with him, or five or six. And uh, you should listen to them in reverse order. Um, wh while he was curing all these other things, he got diagnosed took drugs, the last drug failed, the doctor gave him three months to live, they arranged hospice care for him, and he, that was when he started curing the cancer. Even though he was working with us, he, he didn't try to cure the cancer, he was just letting it go, doing the thing the doctor was doing with him. And then when the last drug failed, he asked the doctor, he said, do you think I should try this, this thing, you know, <laughs> that I'm doing with Keely, and the doctor said anything. He said anything that you think might have the remotest chance of curing this, you should try, because I got nothing. It's over. <laughs> There's no more treatment. That's it. And he cured it. <laughs> when I was showing you Char Charles and the Cure Show before, when I, you know, we were showing you Charles Cure Shows, um, this, so remember this? This is the Cure Show? Well, okay. Um, this is the guy. I had, I forgot where I put this movie, but I put the movie there. This is the guy who we filmed on the patio, on the, on the pool deck of that resort. Twelve years ago, the groundskeeper who cured HIV and allergies too, by the way, and uh, the person who changed the way we test forever, you know, into 
but it and we you know, and it didn't turn into this right away, okay? But you know, one thing you can say about this, it's not based on muscle weakness, is it? <laughs> T <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's a lot to take on. And test this. Will, will this help me relate to the people I love? Did you get a signal? Will curing certain things help me attract what I want? Get a signal? Will this enable me to not work so hard? Got a signal on that? Um, yeah, it's a lot to take on. I, I, I can see how you'd be reluctant to uh, <laughs> take it on. A couple of weeks ago, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Leslie Bernstein, texted me and told me that she wasn't going to be able to do this because uh, uh, her mother was going to pass away within the month. She had gotten, a, you know, communication from the hospice that they discontinued the medication. There was nothing more they could do for her. Leslie's a psychologist who quit her shrink job a few years ago to take care of her mother. And she was just. She told me that she just had, you know, too much going on in her life, so she didn't have time. You know, she didn't have the time she thought she needed to devote to this. And usually, when somebody says that to me, I basically, you know, ignore them <laughs> till they resurface. <laughs> blub blub. <laughs> but in Leslie's case, I thought, well, hmm, you know. She's in this in this time where she needs this. This is this is the time in her life where she needs this the most, and she's decided she can't do it. <laughs> she she needs it so much she can't do it. <laughs> it's often the way with people, you know, they can't do it because they need it too much. <laughs> so I. Uh, I just decided, see, we had an appointment. I'm, she she'd contacted me. The reason she was texting me is because we had an appointment. And, you know, I, she, I was going to, you know, I volunteered to help her, you know, use the web college. She'd gotten her password for the web college already. By the way, which leads me to a thought that, you know, I keep mentioning to you, you know, if you feel like I'm talking too much and you want to just get started, go ahead and sign up. But if you don't feel that this is worth donating your money to, and see, she did. You know, she wasn't asking for me to, you know, give her her tuition back. You know, she was just, <laughs> you know, she wants she wants to donate. I mean, she feels that this is worth donating to. Um, but, you know, she just didn't feel like she had time to actually benefit from it herself, but she wanted to give it to you. <laughs> you know, she wanted to, you know, she was happy that somebody else could have it. Um, but if you don't feel that way, 
um, then signing up could interfere with you curing this actually. And so if you, if you haven't gotten to the point where you feel like this is worthwhile, like that you want to give this to the world, that you want to give something to it, um, you probably ought to just keep getting as many signals as possible and curing as many things as possible without joining the Webb College until such time as you really feel you want to empower other people with it and that you want to, you want to fund it, you know, you want to give something to it. So anyway, but to get back to Leslie, um, I just decided, all right, I'm going to call her. And I called her up and I said, I got your message and, you know, fine, you know, I'm, thanks, for, thanks for warning me that you couldn't make, make it to our appointment. Would you like to try doing some of it now? And what I did is what you're going to do next in this movie. I found, we found a trauma. I asked Leslie um, if when the doctor told her her mother is going to die within the month, she, she acquired, Leslie acquired any trauma. And she tested yes. So we found and cured the trauma and she felt completely different and no longer felt like she didn't have time to do this. <laughs> Funny how that clears up <laughs> when somebody cures something and she realized that at that point she realized that she didn't have time not to do it. <laughs> And you know, I just don't think of Leslie yesterday. And she's been, she's been curing things left and right. Hey, that's, uh, that's for you. Are you interested in the paranormal? Murder mystery? Real natural law? Do you enjoy interviews with amazing guests? Then join Crip Rick every Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Revolution Radio. Studio A, freedomslips.com. Crip Rick's iPhone Anchor. Welcome to the Crypt. <laughs> It is no secret that the so-called mainstream media is best described as controlled propaganda. Countless news stories are either totally ignored or spun with half-truths, and because of this, essential facts and vital information are often compromised. Join Dr. Ott every Friday night on Studio B at 10 p.m. Eastern and learn why the story behind the story was nominated for a Peabody Award in its second year of producing unparalleled broadcasting excellence in 1997. That is, if you really care about learning the truth. Interrupt your normally scheduled programming to bring you this important broadcasting announcement. 
Now is the time to explore your greatest potential, embracing truth, health, and wellness while discarding the system and exposing its corruption. Experience true freedom 